This is Alvin Sanders, Pop Tate, and you're listening to Riverdish. Sam. And we are here today, tonight, as RuPaul and Michelle would say, it's just family. It's I'm just here fam. with Sam. It's intimate. Uh, it feels like feels like when we just started. It does. It feels like coming home, Ryan. Yeah, which is kind of appropriate for today because we have a pretty big announcement. We have a major announcement. Yeah, it's something that we've been, you know, have held off from sharing on the pod but if you've been following us on instagram which you obviously should at riverdish pod uh or on twitter at riverdish you'd see you know we went up to vancouver visited the set of riverdale which was all exciting in itself like dreams coming true just from this podcast but we went for a very specific reason yes we did ryan and i are very proud to announce that we are publishing a book! What? What? Yes! Yes! River Dish, the unauthorized case files of Riverdale. Maybe you should know what the, the book title is of the book. Before you know you announce it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's the unauthorized case files of Riverdale. We are writing a book. It's coming out in May. In my defense, the title of the book has changed 110 times. It, it has changed quite a lot. So you're your excuse. Yeah, but but we've landed on the official thing and it's happening. Yeah. Sheena Marie. Sheena Marie, it's all happening. There's a link in our Instagram bio. We're going to tweet it, but it's available for pre-order now and it's coming out in May through the amazing HarperCollins publishers. Yes, we're working with Day Street Books. Yes. Uh, to put this book out here. Do you want to like tell the people a bit of like what the um, what the idea for it is? Yeah, so basically um, this book is Ryan and I, hosts of the acclaimed podcast, River Dish. We go to Vancouver to investigate the crimes of Riverdale. And we take it upon ourselves to kind of lay out the crime files of each character. But we also include anecdotes and personal stories and touches. And we kind of go through the guilt and the suspects of all the crimes that have gone down in this crazy, crazy show. Yeah, well, in doing the podcast, right, we sit down week to week with each guest and the show is just so crazy, so over the top. Even as avid followers of the show, it's difficult to keep track of who's guilty of this, who's sleeping with who, who's doing what. So we've compiled this all into one convenient book, uh, which we hope you'll all purchase. Yes. Uh, and it's kind of, you know, I'll, I'll say it, I think it's a great um, uh, accompaniment piece to watching the show. To have it is, and side. we have exclusive behind-the-scenes photos and stories, and it's not to toot our own horn, but we just pop some champagne, and we're really proud of it, so yeah. we hope you guys like it. Cheers, cheers. And cheers to all of you. You know, it, uh, we wouldn't be here without you, our listeners, no. uh, for all your support. Uh, so we promise not to badger you over the head too much the, following, the uh, coming months with news of the book, but... We probably will. Uh, you better we're just order. So excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're pumped about it. And, you know, going through the show, I feel like scholars of Riverdale. I think Ryan and I are now in, we have an encyclopedic minds of this show. <laughs> Which may not always come across on the <laughs> podcast. Yes. But uh, it's, you know, it was fun to go back, especially to season one, and look at these characters and how they've grown and 
a lot have not grown. <laughs> but yeah, the book is a really good um, guide if you're missing Riverdale or if you just want to catch up or just like flick and see what's going on with some character you might have forgotten about. Yeah. Yeah, the past six months, we've just really, the whole show has kind of taken over our lives in, yeah. a, in a sad way, but but ultimately exciting. It's very exciting, so we hope you all like Riverdish, the unauthorized case files of Riverdale. Yes, the book will be coming out in May. Yes. Uh, so you can pre-order it now, uh, you know, be all ready for it to be delivered. It's a great we're, summer beach read. Yeah, we're kind of... Um, Lining it up with the season three finale. Yes. And appropriate that we announced it today because we had the mid-season finale. Yes, we did. We had Outbreak. Outbreak. And this was a this was a crazy episode. So like so much happened, but it was all like the past few weeks have obviously been kind of building up to this, setting us up in this. Like there was just so much to pack in that there wasn't much time left for like exposition of sorts it was really just events followed by events we were all over the place we were in riverdale we were in toledo uh yeah so what were your so thoughts? much went down that i full disclosure i made ryan explain the episode to me after we watched it because i was very confused but i think that's because um there were so many things happening at once and i think what the show tries to do in these mid-season finales is like they leave you on this big big cliffhanger but they don't really answer many questions. They've been tending to do that. Yeah. But this episode was interesting. Um, again, we left the last episode where we were in three different stories, and we kind of continue that, although a little more mushed together in this one. Totally. Uh, we start off with the entire Vixen squad going down. Mm -hmm. They're having a seizure of sorts in the hallway. It was very thank you next video, like bring it on scene, but then like, oh, seizure. Totally. We're down. <laughs> I will say a moment that, again, there's just so much that, like, if you blinked, you missed it. Yes. But I loved the Moose and Kevin kiss. Oh, I did blink. And I missed that. RROTC uh, uniforms. Mm -hmm. And they're doing fizzle rocks. Moose goes, Want to take another hit? And Kevin goes, No, just kiss me. Can I say something? Yeah. Moose is, like, fully a drug addict. <laughs> I mean, first it was the Jangle Jangle, and now it's the fizzle rocks, but he's always doing drugs. Yeah. You think it's because well, he's confused with sexuality? When you're closeted <laughs> in a small town, it's... You know the feeling? Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you turn to substance. Oh, <laughs> you heard it <laughs> If you have a problem, please reach out to somebody. Please. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I did miss that at first, and then I was um, re-watching the episode, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, I love a Moose and Kevin moment. I do. Yeah. But it was interrupted, of course, by these seizures in the hallway. Mm -hmm. We don't... We still don't really understand what these seizures are caused by. No, we know now that like fizzle rocks are wildly um, distributed and most people are doing it. But like what got me about these seizures, these yeah. seizures in particular, is we didn't see anybody do the fizzle rocks before being seized. Right. And later on, Penelope goes down. Right. In the and meeting. we don't see any of that. Yeah. Which, so I'm wondering like, outbreak, epidemic, like, is there something in the water? Is there something in the air? Like, this is bigger than we think. Right. Because at the, you know, this is jumping to the end, which we hate doing, but let's just do it. Uh, you know, it, the entire town gets quarantined, mm -hmm. which could be a multiple, I, I think there are multiple things going on for this to happen. Yeah. But it could be sort of a health concern. I think it um, is, because if you, if we go back to the first episode of the season, the first time Betty had a seizure, she didn't take anything. I mean, she was taking a pill, so like... Actually, 
she didn't take something. But, like, the thing is, yeah, she but... wasn't, like, voluntarily, like, you know, taking candy that was, like, laced with whatever this is. Yeah. And we know that Hiram has been giving it out to everyone for free, mm-hmm. which is, you know... Never my, you know, never take something that someone just offers you. You know, I'm originally from Connecticut, right outside of New Haven. There was a whole sort of something similar that happened. Uh, someone gave, was giving out, like, free marijuana on the town green. What? So, like, all, like, you know, majority of, like, the homeless population, like, took these free drugs, but it was laced with something. And, like, there was a mass, uh, like, mass people just, like, passing out on oh, the oh like probably like fentanyl like or something 70 people yeah that all got like rushed to the hospital and it's like a whole thing if someone's offering you free drugs you're don't, don't take it yeah or know the person know the person yes <laughs> yeah but there's something sketchy going on and Hiram seems to be at the hands of it yeah at least so last episode you know we got a little worried there for Betty Cooper because she was being forced to take this candy <laughs> Thankfully, though, we realize she is smart enough to know to throw up the candy. Mm-hmm. Just maybe why she looks so great in jail, too. Maybe. She's like getting she looks it so all out of her system. Yeah, there's no food going in that body. She's like, uh, I'm crazy, but I'm hot. Yeah, but then at least she keeps her sanity about her. <laughs> yeah. And she does a little brilliant play with Ethel. She knows, like, how am I going to get Ethel on my side? So she talks up her relationship with the Gargoyle King, saying that I'm his favorite Ethel, of course, buys into it. They go down to his chamber. Betty locks her in and says, in a few hours, you're going to realize how crazy this all is. Mm -hmm. This monster we feel like lives in this closet is, in fact, just a dragon statue. Mm -hmm. It's a tiny, mini gargoyle statue. So the theory that people have been thinking for a long time about this being a hallucination proves to be correct. Yeah. I believe that was mine. I think it was. So, mazel tov, fucker. (laughs) Wait, but then, one of Ryan's favorite things happened. Another aging character actress gets a moment. (laughs) Oh, well, the the major sister at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Yeah, so Betty and um, Ethel, they kind of are like, okay, we have to take care of this and nip this in the bud. So the only way to do that is to go to the source. And that's the main sister that's, you know, keeping the girls in check and drugging them. Yeah, so they capture her. They bring her down into the they chamber. Capture her, they capture her very, like, violently. Yeah, also in front of everyone. Yes. Like, I know there was a distraction, but still, like, thank God that worked. Yes. Uh, and it's still a little unclear to me exactly, like, how Hiram was involved with the sisters. But the game you know, started there. Yes. So, the you know, back when they were first creating this system... Uh, to help these poor young minds. They used this uh, gargoyle, dragon sort of thing as an intimidation thing. Mm -hmm. And some of the the kids there decided to create this game to cope with their feelings for this monster that they were threatening them with, which became Griffins and Gargoyles. Yeah. Which was surprising to me that it started in the sisters, but I guess it does make sense. Yeah. Do you know what else really kind of struck me, which we learned for the first time? Do tell. That the conversion therapy is a different <laughs> wing of the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Yes. Which I guess makes sense, but the, so there are multiple wings. Yes, but about, about time they mentioned that. Yeah. Because I was like, I was wondering about that a couple episodes ago, but it's nice to know that like, oh yes, there is a whole other wing of people being converted to being straight. <laughs> yeah. And they kind of just threw that in there. 
uh, they kept the sister locked in there and they said, we're going to take everyone out with us now. Uh, the sister said, good luck. They won't buy into it. You know, they have their hook, line, and sinker here with us. Uh, but thankfully, Betty was smart enough. She said, the one thing they do follow is this game. If I pretend to be the game master and tell them that this is a new quest for them, they'll all follow my lead. And she comes in as the gar- uh, the Griffin Queen looking fabulous, giving me major Angels in America perestroika vibes. That's true. But we also got that girl, that like mousy like actress that was like, oh, I just want to bake a cake and rainbows and stay in the house. I yeah. love the sisters. Loved her. She yeah. was great. She reminded me, I don't know if you've ever seen like Mary Kate and Ashley pizza party or like, oh no, sleepover party. And there's this one girl that looked exactly like this girl. So mm. maybe she's ageless. And like, there's one song that's like, give me pizza, P-I-Z-Z-A. And the girl that looks like her goes, whipped cream flows like waterfalls. If you know, you know. Somebody knows. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, let's cut to Jughead and Archie's little adventure. Yeah. So somehow they've ended up in Ohio. So they're in Toledo. Toledo surprise. Uh, you know, a little uh, spoiler alert for people who you know, haven't read our book yet, out in May, uh, we ha- we do know for sure that Riverdale is in upstate New York after visiting the set. Mm-hmm. There's a map in Pops that shows the location of where it is. Well, well not so much a map, oh. but the health inspector <laughs> is from New York. That's what I meant, yeah. fam. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it does feel shocking that they got on foot <laughs> to Toledo, Ohio. If Riverdale is in upstate New York. Yeah. And who followed in there but Penny Peabody. I all the way from Riverdale. I can't stand Penny Peabody. No. Well, thankfully we got rid of her this yeah. episode, seemingly. Well, yeah. We're not we also really meet, sure. We're not sure, but we meet Jughead's mother and sister. Yes. We meet Gladys and Jellybean, a.k.a. JB. JB. We have his mother of Bye Bye Birdie Revival fame. Gina Gershon was fabulous this episode, I Fabulous. Thought. I thought she looked amazing. I thought she was, like, fully... I love when the actors just, like, fully commit to the camp of it all. And yeah. she was, like, fully in it, fully invested. You felt for her. You felt for, like, her seeing her son and, like, do regretting, like... You learn that she works with runaway kids and Jughead's kind of, you know, rightfully so, pissed about that because she didn't care about him. Yeah. Um, I have to say one sorry one of the most iconic moments is when she looks at Archie and says are you Archie Andrews then she circles back she looks at the two of them and says so Jughead and Archie I always had a feeling this would happen assuming that they were dating uh, I love that (laughs) and it was cute like between that Jellybean had a little crush on Archie Mm -hmm. Uh, so some some levity in this otherwise heavy heavy episode yeah no it was a very cute family dynamic yeah even though it was incredibly loaded yeah and like any parental situation where the parents like, ditches the kid there are going to be those tough conversations which i thought the show handled well with you know gladys was upset that jughead has entered this life of crime with the serpent saying i, I never wanted that life for you no. and jughead kind of rightfully so is saying you know you, who are you to say that? You left me high and dry to fend for myself. You know, he was living alone in a movie theater. Yeah. Like, not great parenting. No. And, like, it's a little too little, a little little, mm, too little too late. Yeah. It's just a little too late. Yeah. No, I agree. But I thought that um, Gina Kershaw was 
amazing. And I think she did kill Penny? That was like implied, right? Yeah, well, she was washing off the blood on her hands. It was very Chicago. She's taken care of. Yeah. Being that we don't know that she's dead, though, and knowing this show, it wouldn't surprise me if somehow this was all a twist. Oh, yeah. Like, maybe Gladys is even in cahoots. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Like, because she was like, get out of here. I'll take care of this myself. Oh. This is just coming to me. But, like, that would be a predictable twist, right? I could see that. Like, somehow Penny pops back up. Mm -hmm. You haven't seen the last of me. Wait, I actually like that theory a lot. Yeah. That seems like it could be likely. Yeah. Maybe. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, And then who gets to Toledo also on their motorcycle? Yeah, both Fred (laughs) and... And FP. Yeah, it's the hot dad crusade. Busting through Ohio. like. Yeah, and Fred shows up because Gladys calls FP, tells him of the situation, because Archie has, Archie's like Riverdale's most wanted. Hiram wants Archie, dead or alive, and he's not going to stop until he gets him, which is still weird. Yeah. But, but we learn that Archie now is separating from Jughead. He's going off alone with Vegas. With his dog. Who shows up. The dog is alive. I love a wolf. I'm glad Vegas is going to get more screen time. Me too. He deserves it. He's so handsome. Yeah. But like, oh, I hope they don't play any dog tricks with us. They will not. I think TV, children, and dogs are off limits. Yeah. They can't. I don't know. They can't. We'll see. Brian. But he's going He's going to cross the border. Yeah. Presumably to Canada? Canada. <laughs> Imagine if he goes to Mexico. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like Archie like in Tulum. Like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes more sense to have him shirtless there. Oh, yeah. Easily. He also dyes his hair black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is probably like, so KJ gets a little break from dyeing his hair black. Yeah. Red. They're like, please go to your natural color. And he's like, I think gold. And he's like, thank. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah, but he's sent on his way. And then we return back to um, Riverdale. We have a little Tony Cheryl action in this episode. Yeah, they, I mean, so they're working together, trying to figure out what's happening. Veronica and Reggie are busy out trying to figure, you know, all the loose ends. The sexual tension between Veronica and Reggie. I know Charles Melton and Camilla are dating in real life, but like, don't you feel that sexual tension just oozing out of the camera? Oh, yeah. I and something's that. definitely going to happen. Oh, 100%. So the Lodges are trying to ship Veronica off to NYC before their plan comes to fruition, which mm-hmm. we know is happening soon. Something bad is a-brewing. Riverdale High has officially been labeled a hot zone. Men in hazmat suits come in, are clearing the school. They point at Veronica and say she's one of the infected. It, it, very, it felt very contagion. Remember that movie? Yes. Oh, you know, I think I had to watch that in, like, biology. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Because it was very, like, how diseases spread? But it felt very much like... And it's interesting seeing a crime boss like Hiram using disease and in, like, something like this, like, instead of, you know, gun violence or something that's, like, more typical for this type of man. Like, it's... I kind of like it. Yeah. Do you know what else we watched in biology? What? Uh, and the band played on. Why? That movie about, well, d- about diseases. Oh, you're right. But I realized in hindsight, I like kind of recently revisited that movie. Did I was you? like, wow, this was really gay. Yeah, it's pretty gay. Well, I mean, <laughs> obviously. But it's I like. for biology class. Yeah, like bathhouses and poppers and, you know. <laughs> it was an education for you. Yeah. yeah. Thank- thankfully, uh, Connecticut schools allowed that. Yeah. I'm sure they weren't playing that in the South. No, I don't think so. And you know what? For that, we are blessed. Absolutely. 
Uh, so we also get the parents who are all meeting. We learn that the prison isn't going to be a prison at all. That's Duh. that's Hiram's sugar factory. <laughs> Though Hiram does have like he has a great alibi. He said, "No, it you know it will be a prison eventually." I don't know. Who knows? He's a great pretender. He's a master manipulator. Yeah, but then later on with his scene with Veronica, he's essentially like, "I'm proud of you, girl." And she's mm-hmm. like, why? And he goes, you know, because you were, like, you were dead on. Like, you got me. Yeah, you and then figured he goes, it out. You should put your pearls back on. Yeah. Your sex shower pearls. Mm. This is totally an aside, but did you see Kelly Ripa? Um, her, um, <laughs> is it, it Ripa? <laughs> Ripa. Kelly Ripa. Sorry. <laughs> Pronunciation, please. Um, her, she's like, she's a legend. Her holiday card, one side of it was, um, I did see Hiram that. The and Veronica, and the yeah. other side is like, oh no, it's the Ripper. Kinsella says. <laughs> no, it's very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so we're learning more about Hiram's master plan. Uh, Penelope says it's practically biblical. We he love Penelope. Kind- in kingdom and a legacy. Uh, and he wants Veronica to help him oversee the new order, kind mm-hmm. of be his right hand man. Let me be your right hand, man. <laughs> uh, that scene with Penelope was iconic too. Getting iconic. Sticky maples. Penelope gets a sticky maple again. Her acting this season is compared to no one else. She is iconic. I'm a little upset that we've seen we've now we're at the mid season finale and still haven't seen Nana Rose. I'm so sorry, Ryan. Mid season finales are weird on this show though, being that we have twenty two episodes, this was episode eight. Right. So like you're not we haven't split it in half yet. That's we, true. We've got plenty of opportunity to see more Nana Rose. I but, think Nana's gonna have her moment. Well yeah, we know which you'll find out in the book. Uh, I think she she must be back next next episode. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry, this episode is so confusing. I'm just going through my notes here, you guys, because it was like, there's just so much to get to. So much happened. So much happened. Uh, I loved the line of Cheryl to the ROTC boys. They walk into Pops and she's, on your feet, soldier boys. We're going to war. Yes! So it's clearly like the youth is, it it feels very, um, Harry Potter-esque in a way. Like, yes. Dumbledore's army, they're assembling. Versus the Dark Lord. Yeah, yep. it's going to be a full-out war. Because... I completely agree with that. I felt that while I was watching it, too. Yeah, at the end, we get Veronica in Hermione's office trying to say, stop, I know what your plan is, you can't do this. And she goes, too late. Before she says <sighs> that, she goes, you can't walk in here and uh, dethrone me. I'm an elected official. Yeah! Which made me think so much of Wicked. Elphaba, shut up. First of all, I can't harbor a fugitive. I'm an unelected official. Yeah. Ro- uh, n- not Nana Rose, Nessa Rose. My favorite character in yeah, Wicked. Yeah, your role. Can you give us a line delivery? Yeah, yeah, Um, finally for this one night. I dream about being Nessa Rose. That's my next career journey, I think. You'd be great, Nessa. Thank you. You don't need that much talent to be Nessa. Well, yeah. <laughs> It's gotta be in the wheelchair. Yeah, Act 2 Nessa, though. Like, she belts. Act 2. Yeah, I need a little vocal training. Yeah. We'll, I'll take it We'll back. work on that together. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so the order has went has gone out. Everyone's phones start going off. They're buzzing. Sirens are blazing, blaring. And we don't quite know yet 
what this all means. But we know that the prisoners are now going to be released. Yeah, or escaped. Including how? We have, right, because Alice runs up to Betty. I love, like, all this stuff is going on. Their serial killer husband slash dad is escaping from prison. <laughs> and the first thing she says to Betty is, what are you wearing? Yes! Which <laughs> <laughs> is, like, totally something I would say. Right? Clock that. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I can only imagine that those criminals are going to be working with Hiram again in a full-out war sort of thing. It's a full-out war. And then we get to the very end of the episode, and FP and Jughead are about to return to Riverdale, but they're not even allowed to enter. No, because the town is quarantined. We get a shot of Hiram. This is how the episode ends. shot of Hiram talking with the governor of New York, I guess. Yeah. Uh, who's The governor's in cahoots, too. He goes, you know quarantine the town i've done exactly like you said um may god bless us all and the highness says not god the king turns around and there's the gargoyle king mm-hmm. which again i i still am gonna stand behind my hallucination idea 100 like i think it's just a figment of these characters imaginations but it really is an outbreak and there is an epidemic now in riverdale and i don't know what what are your what do you think is going to happen when we come back Man, it's really, it's really tough to know. I mean, listen, I we're think, gonna see the head of the farm. Yeah, we still have Edgar, all of the farm to never. get to. Yeah, we're gonna see that. Um, we're gonna see Nana. <laughs> yeah, and I think overall, I think the next part of the season is going to focus on Hiram trying to take over the town. Yeah, like we learn. Uh, I had this written down too, but she said like, you know. Oh, silly kids. I think this was Gina Gershon. She's like, Hiram doesn't want to, like, just be a gang leader. Like, he wants control of the town. Like, he wants a kingdom. Mm-hmm. He wants to be the king. Yeah. Am I totally making this up? Or, like, have we seen images of, like, Hiram Dale? Like, I think there, like, there have been some leaked stuff from sets of, like, that being a plot point. Like, he's, like, just trying to, like, make the town his own. It's very Trumpian. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, maybe he'll build a wall around town. Maybe. But, like, for what? Just to have power? That's what's confusing. Like, why do you want this small town so badly? Right. Maybe we'll, I mean, in my, my dream episode, we get, like, another flashback episode where we see young Hiram, like, and we see his son betraying him, and we see, like, what is giving him the motivation to do this. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know, like, every other adult in town, like, can't stop this. It's... Yeah. Or, like, call... Law enforcement Can't you call, is like the FBI or there. something. No. Yeah, or like well, spe- Agent in, Adams. But he's in cahoots with the government of. I know, New York. but the entire government. Probably. Yeah. We live in America. We know right now the government's shit. Yeah, it's all crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. So. We'll so see. there we have it, though. Yeah, but I'm excited. I'm excited to see what comes up. Me too. I'll be curious to see how much of like the game element still stays with it. Like yeah. even this episode, I'm like, okay, so like. The game was fun to, like, talk about, but, like, how how much longer are we going to be focused on this? Yeah, it seems like, like we're moving out of it now and into something else. Yeah. Fizzle rocks are king. <laughs> yes, it is. And they're even more, it's even more dangerous than Jingle Jangle. Who would have thought, Ryan? Who would have thought? I know. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll miss you all. Yes, we will. Have we a happy you holiday. you all have a great holiday and that you... Order our book. Exactly. It's a great Christmas gift. Yes. You can like print out their Amazon receipt and yeah. say, you know, can't wait for May. Yeah. Honestly, that's the best way to do a gift. Like people get bombarded in December and you're like, gifts, 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 gifts. 
what better gift would it be to like be surprised in May when something shows up at your door and be I like, completely oh, agree. I love past me. I, you know what? That's the best idea. Print out your confirmation, put it in a stocking or a, a menorah, and past you will be so happy come May when you get a package in your doorstep and it's an amazing book about Riverdale. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm drinking, I'll like, you know, before I go to bed, I put a glass of water beside my table, my, my bed. Ooh. And I'm like, morning means always so happy. I know. I know. Do you have any resolutions for the new year, Mike? Ooh. Um, uh, probably to dominate a town. Love that. Yeah. 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 I think mine's to master the game of griffins and gargoyles. Well, we have that to look forward to. I think so. Uh, you can follow me. I'm at Ryan Bloomquist. At Sam Gold. The podcast is at Riverdish Pod on Insta, at Riverdish on Twitter. Yeah, and send us your receipts. We <laughs> need receipts. Show us the receipts. Uh, let, yeah, let's. We can. We'll like. We'll like, think of something too. If you send us receipt, we'll like do something for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send nudes. Sam will like it. Like, <laughs> yeah, send a cameo or something. <laughs> we'll send a cameo for. We're not on it, but we'll pretend. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye, River Vixens. Happy holidays. Yeah.